Hi there, welcome to HR Shop Talk. I'm your host, Andrea Adams. This show delves into the details of HR through conversations with experienced professionals. You can also find me on YouTube where you can interact with me and other people like yourself. Today's guest is the amazing Serge Boudreau. Serge has spent almost 20 years in, recru- in the recruitment space. His background includes being the director of Western Canada and Quebec for Indeed and Workopolis. He has his own podcast called The Recruitment Flex with Shelley Billinghurst that will give you a taste of his creativity. And hopefully today's episode give you some more. Hi, Serge, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to talk to you again, Andrea. Yeah. You as well. Okay. So um, someone I talked to previously in another episode suggested I talk to you about creative recruitment, and she's not here to speak uh, for herself. But what do you think she meant by that? I'm assuming, I'm making assumptions in that end, is um, so she is, and I know who you're talking about, so she has seen a lot of stuff that I've done in multiple companies. And mm-hmm. and actually, like, I don't know if I call it creative. I'm just calling it doing it my doing my job and reality in my job is to find the best possible talent for the organization and to do that sometimes you have to do something that is different than just posting a job and praying you get the right candidate like i rather have faith in my own hands and mm-hmm. so that means better marketing or marketing in in places that's not traditionally used in recruitment it also means having really good systems and technology to be able to execute on a good candidate experience so i, I think those are the two critical things that i really focus on uh that maybe that's why she called me creative but uh, i don't know how creative i am but uh, i know i'm passionate about what i do and i want to have control on on the process and the type of candidates that we bring in so that just posting on indeed and waiting for candidates is is not my jive um there's too much competition uh i rather not be swimming in a sea of sameness as everyone else and trying to find different ways where those candidates are and going to find them where they are instead of just waiting for them to come to me you talk about going to where the candidate is where's the most creative or unusual place you've gone to find a candidate well, it's not always about being completely unusual, but I'll, I'll give you some concept of what I mean by that. Um, so for longest time, recruited drivers, everyone just posted a job on Indeed, even they paid. And if you know how Indeed works is uh, Indeed gets 14 million unique visitors a month. So 80% of the population is going to Indeed to look for jobs. When they're going on to the job board, the jobs they see are generally the jobs are in the first couple of pages. People don't understand how expensive it is for companies to maintain being in their first top two pages and, and the traffic really dies down by the time you get to the fourth, fifth pages. But to be in those first top two pages, we're talking you're paying a lot of dollars you're competing with basically everyone because everyone advertises on mm-hmm. indeed so why not go in other places where you don't have that, that competition so what i did for drivers is okay what's demographic of drivers generally um they're 40 to 55 that's generally the demographic right or wrong and i i don't want to generalize but that's what my research shows um they live on their mobile phone and uh they live on facebook 
So why not run targeted Facebook ads right in their feed to be able to draw them out? They probably wouldn't have never noticed you on on Indeed or LinkedIn because they're going through the jobs and your brand is not as well known. So that's like a really simple thing that you can do is go where they are. Uh, I'm currently in the tech space. I don't spend a lot of time on the job sites that everyone is. I spend the time where they spend their time. And to give you an idea of where they spend their time, they spend their time on GitHub, they spend their time on Stack Overflow, be present in front of them there. The other thing I've done in in that scope is Meetup. Meetup is a great sourcing place, a great place to find candidates, like in the tech space, looking for mobile developers. There's a whole group in the local market that's all they do and if you go look at their group all their email address are all right there and they're obviously very passionate about what they do because they're part of these clubs they're part of these committees like isn't that an ideal place to look for these people instead of just posting it for free and being on the 20th page on indeed by the third day and there's a hundred companies that are more known to you than trying to be very specific and more targeted so to me it's just like common sense uh, common sense, but there's certainly a lot of people who are heading straight to Indeed. Mm-hmm. To set the stage uh, for the rest of our discussion, what does traditional recruitment look like? But basically, traditional is the, the good old post and pray and get them through 10 interviews. And man, they would be so lucky if we hired them. Is That's the mentality. And if you're in that mentality, you're going to be screwed uh, because talent have a lot more choice than they used to um, in the past. Are, are there any other aspects of that sort of that post screen and interview where you've gotten creative in how you approach? Well, well, well let's let's go through what the actual interview or the the candidate journey looks like in most organizations. Then okay. we can dig in deeper. So and the first step is the company defining that they need this particular role. And it, if it's not filling internally, then it, it goes to recruitment in some ways. And a lot of organizations, what recruitment will do is it's just basically take an old job description, as I mentioned earlier, and just go out and post it and let's see what the candidates are. Then the second thing is every company needs like a candidate attraction strategy. And for a lot of people, that's just posting the job. Then there's candidate assessment. There's candidate evaluation, which is the interview. Then there's physically closing the deal and candidate nurturing uh, for the people that didn't get hired. So let's just that's the overall what like a hiring process would look like at a high level. Like if we look how we attract. So I talked about that being where they're at. So and I, I had examples of that. Then we talked a little bit about candidate assessment. One of the things that I do on that end is um, candidate assessment is is critical in the ability to understand what the hiring manager needs and having that deep insights is going to give you the ability to assess that candidate. You can leverage AI matching and those tools to help you as well, but that's not for everyone. Uh, so there's nothing really that creative in that end. It's just doing your job right if that's creative. Mm-hmm. Hey, kudos to being creative. Um, but then the interviews. This is where ah, it's 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 troubling. Uh, you know how many times I've worked with hiring managers or, or anyone or even HR, and they're telling me about their interview process. And it's, first of all, like situational based. A lot of people talk about put them in that situation. 
guys, you can prep for this. You can prep for any situational base question and you can have like four base stories in your mind that you can pretty much flip it into anything that you'll ask me in relates to what it is. It's not actually being creative, it's just creating a very standardized process and rating system for the candidates that you're trying to remove as much of the subjectivity out of it. And um, you mentioned reference checks. Like, Andrea, you're so HR. Like, it's uh-huh. so HR. Reference check is always uh-huh. where you're going. You recruit- channel on HR. I, I'm not against it, but when we talk about reference checks, and I think I talked about this in a different episode, I, I yeah. use a company called XREF. So XREF is basically a tool that I send the candidate an email, they automatically put um, they put the information of the reference, it comes back to me, I verify it, then it automatically sends it to the candidates. It's all questions. Uh, that they have to type in then. I actually get a report of how positive or negative it was. There's tons of metrics that are, are telling me if this was they're trying to scam the system, if they're using the same IP address. So there's ways to avoid fraud. Okay. So taking a step that takes usually, if you're doing three reference checks for um, for one candidate, that's usually an hour process and yep. you're putting it down to two minutes. Never, That's creative to me. Never mind chasing down the reference. Exactly. What a pain for everyone involved. So uh, this is where we, like when we talk about creative, is questioning what we've done for years and why yeah. we do it. Just not do it because the fact that we've been doing it forever mm-hmm. is is what I, I guess we would call creative in this sense. I, yeah, I would put um, behavioral interviewing into that category. We've been doing behavioral behavioral interviewing for years so what is what is the alternative what do you do yeah so behavioral is uh, when i meant behavioral is like situational it's it's the same yeah thing. like what did you do you know tell me about something you did in your past that yeah and it's always like i can prep for those so easily because i'll have three stories in my head and pretty much any type of question i'll, I'll I'll spin those stories into the answer that they want. Like it's not rocket science and you, so it's not actually delivering what you're looking for. I think the interesting thing, and actually one of the best interviewing books that I've read and it's just come out recently, is called Who? Um, and who focuses on how to really dig in deeper on their questions. And one of the tricks uh, that they say is, like when we go back to reference checks, uh, I think this is an interesting one. So I'm going to talk to your past manager. And is this what your past manager is going to say? Even if you're not going to do a reference check, like the minute they know that you're potentially going to call, then they suddenly become very truthful uh, that in the, they might have exaggerated in the past. So using techniques like that mm-hmm. uh, definitely help into your questions. I'm not big on behavioral. Uh, I've used it for years. Don't get me wrong. But I think at the end of the day, what I want to do, especially in this candidate marketing uh, market, I want a, I want a conversation. I, I want a really informal, I'm informal generally, mm-hmm. but I, I, I want to have that informal conversation where that person is comfortable because I can get a lot more out of a candidate that's comfortable than a candidate that is on guard. And unfortunately, a lot of hiring managers make that mistake. They think, I have the power, I have the ability to hire you, so I'm going to make your life really hard and see how well you do. Put yeah, that's not the right approach. <laughs> Put the screws to them, yeah. Okay, I yeah. will add a link to that book uh, in the comments of this, or in the notes of this episode. So, 
you know, I asked a similar question in a different episode, but is, is this something we need to do in a low skill, high volume environment? I, I think it's it's actually quite important in, in this high volume role, because like I mentioned, massive challenge hiring drivers and just putting a job ad on, on Indeed just wasn't doing the trick. I wasn't being found. So this is where I found other ways of figuring out where these drivers right. are and where right. they spend their time. And that's where I target them. And I would say every sector is like that. Like I think there's commonalities with different groups that if you can find them where they are and it might not always be digital like there might be there's a lot of solutions that are are direct like there's still like some jobs that you're better off putting in a bulletin board in a convenience store in a small town that you'll actually get more traction than indeed or, or other sites so and even if you are on job boards how are you standing out what are the drivers for people to come work for you have you thought about that like and i see like job ads all the time they say well like benefits i'm like well everyone else says benefits what are the key things and show your receipts if we're a diverse company show me the stats on and on and on so you really need to have a compelling message of how you advertise your jobs if you're straight going to do job boards what are those candidate drivers how is your imagery different how are you catching an eye how are you what words are you using and please don't use like rockstar ninja and and all that bs (laughs) like be relevant and be real uh but show why it's different to work for your company how about unicorn Unicorn, yes, exactly. In our space, recruiters, we call purple squirrels all the time. Um, but yeah, don't put that in your job boastings like in reality. It's funny because I worked at a company that did rocks and I actually almost used Rockstar because I thought it was like really relevant because that was the company. But I still even backed away from it. I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Really, really too cheesy, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh so what kind of environment do you need to be in or support do you need to be doing out-of-the-box kind of recruitment? Yeah, I think this is a challenge for a lot of recruiters because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of senior recruit like HR leadership um, doesn't always understand what the value and the role of recruitment they see it as a very administrative task, which is actually the opposite. If you're in recruitment in HR and your leader thinks that recruitment is administrative, like get out because that's not an environment that you're going to be successful as a recruiter. You're not going to be able to do anything that really stands out or is different because they have a very standard model mindset. Uh, And sometimes they're more concerned about what the corporate image without understanding what candidates are really looking for. Because if you think about it, like put yourself in a candidate shoe right now, you're looking for transparency. You're looking for real. You're not looking for all this corporate dialect that is put on job descriptions and put everywhere. Stop this like corporate, like you're so lucky to work for us and all this lingo as far as we're a fantastic place to work, but you go in glass door and your reviews are crappy. Yeah. Like yeah. be transparent. And if your reviews are crappy and if it's, there's things wrong with where you're working, why not call it out? Why not say we're bad at this and we're trying to fix it? Why not put that in job description? But most organizations, especially executives, will panic at that. And they'll panic pretty dramatically because they feel it's putting a negative image on, on, um, like, negative spin of what they do. That's why I'm a big advocate 
that maybe recruitment doesn't sit in HR. Maybe it sits in marketing. Maybe it sits by itself. If your organization is big enough, it should sit by itself, should have a VP that reports directly in the CEO. Because if you ask every CEO, what is the number one priority? It's always getting the best possible people within the organization. But they never deliver on it. Like they, they're always unhappy with the type of talent, but it's like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Have a VP of talent acquisition, have a real strategy, have a budget. Because one of the things of HR is seen as a cost center and it yeah. doesn't have to be. Recruitment is definitely not a cost center. And that's what really drives me crazy about recruitment being in HR because our budgets are almost nothing, even though it's probably the most critical element of any business, the people you have and the people you bring in and you're not going to put dollars to it. Yeah, it's probably not the right place for you as a recruiter to be creative because yeah. you're going to be stifled over and over again. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Well, thanks, Serge. That was so useful. We've reached the end of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we talk shop with another insightful guest.